Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalist and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. to the Crowd Shot Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means. So if you're angry, want the truth exposed and strapping them prepared to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. Actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today, I am going to be exposing Democrat Socialist Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and um, why I hate socialism. 
was doing. Uh, hope hopefully you guys had an enjoyable Fourth um, of July. Hopefully you guys were able to reflect on the freedom and liberties that were paid for us by the blood of others, and that you are fully appreciating your freedoms. Why we still have them? There are people out there that want to get rid of those freedoms because, frankly, they're lazy pieces of shit. Yes, this is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. The show that when the left goes high, we take them out at their knees. Anyways, let's get to some news. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there is this cartoon about for, uh, that's going... Um, that's being a marketed to going to be marketed towards children called drag tots and super drags you know look i you know i i i like to think of myself as tolerant towards the lgbtq2 uh 227 abcdefg uh exclamation sign star david uh and and um muslim crest uh, community but look if being a trans if being gay if being queer whatever a uh, pansexual or whatever whatever freaking designations are out there if that's natural if it's naturally occurring in nature or or everything is on a spectrum you don't need to be indoctrinating children. You don't need to be pushing this on children. Especially when it's a sexuality, a sexuality we're talking about here. And I've and I've done shows about this and and honestly, this is the one thing that I cannot be tolerant about. I I can't. The moment you start indoctrinating children, is when you know is when I step in it's like first of all let children be children and I mean a lot of these like, a lot of these like mothers out here that have boys that like to my son likes to wear dresses no he probably you're, you're probably just um, encouraging it or well not so much encouraging it but you wanna you wanna look like you're such a progressive. Um, you want a virtue signal to everyone else that you probably put your kid in there and like you teach him, you praise him, like oh my goodness, you're so cute and all this, and he likes the positive reinforcement that you're giving him. So oh, he likes to wear dresses. No, he's doing it for you. Um. Like what comes to mind was this mother who has a book called My Princess Boy about her son that likes to wear princess dresses. Like, and of course the father father wasn't there because you know what what, what father would be into that type of bullshit? Like honestly, I would kick my wife's ass. I would literally kick my wife's ass you putting my son in fucking dresses you want to confuse him you want to fucking destroy my kid I would divorce that bitch in a second in a hot second and I would fight for custody soul custody and I'd do it in a fucking conservative state I would do it in a fucking red state 
This is why this is part of the reason why I don't got kids. Like I'm fucking scared about who I would end up with and whether whatever freaking um what what you call that the uh, values they have to infect my kid. But anyways, Netflix there's um there's this commercial uh and I saw this uh this thing called uh Drag Tots. Basically it's a uh, voice by a bunch of uh drag uh, drag um drag queens that I've never heard of because I'm not part of that fucking world. They were apparently on RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul will be on that sh- doing a voice on that show where they are um um, okay, the trailer which Netflix released on May shows drag queens dressing up with uh, superimposed sh- uh, shots of characters' breasts and uh, buttocks. Um, Bear pointed out the sexual content and the graphic uh, portrays uh, portrayal of body parts was in the programming is alarming at best. In fact, hold on. Let me read this. Let me read this article here. Um, adding more uh, controversial programs to its uh, lineup this year, Netflix, along with another network, has announced plans to air a new animated series about cross-dressing drag queens to int- introduce, um, desensitize, or incite. Uh, Incite children to the homosexual lifestyle. Look, my parents did not have to teach me that I liked girls. It happened naturally. I I, I still remember when I was in kindergarten, there was this lady, there was this teacher that that I had a huge crush on, Miss Gladys. Had a huge Miss Gladys and Miss Pat. Had a huge crush on them. Would, you know, would have dreams about them. Not wet dreams, because obviously I was a child. I didn't know what fucking sex was. But there was a reason why I wanted to be with them. In some way. Didn't understand in what way, obviously. But I didn't need to be taught that. And if that and if that's the case when it comes to homosexuality, you don't need to teach kids that. It makes me it makes it, it gives me the the suspicion that gays, trans, whatever, they're not really happy. Because if they were really happy and accepting of themselves, of their lifestyle, they wouldn't be fighting so hard. Like, do you see straight people fighting so hard? Like, oh my goodness, we need rights because I like to eat pussy. Do you see any straight pride marches? I know some of you might say, oh, well, that's because it's normalized. Eh, there's no stigma. Da, 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 da. But there obviously isn't really a stigma anymore. It's not like we're throwing gays off the of tops of buildings here. There are laws that protect their hate crime laws to protect gays. Oh. I mean, you have straight people going to the gay pride parade because the party, they throw a good party, I guess.
You don't need like I mean the fact that they they they're indoctrinating children. You got you got videos of children at these gay pride things twerking, or you got them watching freaking strippers like male strippers uh, dancing provocatively. They're just standing there watching, like what, like. Why must you include children in your sexual shit? Like, I don't include children. I, hell, I don't invite children when I'm on the job. No. You can't watch me do this do this thing in private with another adult. Like, get the hell out of here. I don't... Well, I wouldn't even kiss in front of a child. Kiss a woman in front of a child. Like, well, make out. They don't need to see that shit either. Anyway, and now you got these cartoons coming out. I mean, then this is not the first one. There was this cartoon called Shizao, which was a uh, Canadian, a Canadian uh, thing that was on uh, a debunked, um, um, uh, this debunked children's cartoon called uh, Cartoon Network, called um, what's it called? Uh, fuck me. Um, uh, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. She's out. It was on uh, Canada, Australia, Canada. Basically, a boy he like he transforms into a girl, a girl superhero. You know, it's just. It's it's almost like you're you're attacking attacking masculinity. It's almost like it's attacking masculinity. It's not. It's it's you you know they're trying to go. They're trying to. It seems like they're trying to overcorrect and be like, oh well, let's demonize masculinity. Let's like, oh, being masculine is makes you stupid or some shit like that. It's not cute. What's uh, Network 10? What was it called? I forgot the name of the fucking network it was on here in the U.S. But, um, yeah. But then now you have, now you have my, uh, tra- uh, drag tots. And it's really disgusting. It's disgusting. Leave children the fuck alone. I mean, and if anything, I hope this is what, like, you're... I mean, I shouldn't say I hope, but keep messing with people's kids. Keep fucking messing with kids, and you're gonna get, you're gonna start seeing fucking gay bashing again, because people are defensive about their kids. People are very protective about their children. It would be like inviting a guy over, freaking, to to try to fuck your kid into your house like oh no yeah have sex with my child that's what these that's what these cartoons are basically doing be like it's okay to have sex when you're like two months old like get the fuck out of here anyways uh this is from the daily wire my monty python attacked for being too white uh, the beloved, the beloved Monty Python uh, franchise has been attacked for being too white. P- 
prom- uh, promoting one of its uh, top stars, Terry Gillum, to say some outlandish stuff in defense. Recently, the BBC head of comedy share head of comedy. When you know, honestly, when it comes to like these fucking networks, head of comedy, like the BBC. Like it makes me think that these motherfuckers are neither f- don't know they don't know what comedy is they don't know what funny is it all all they do is like oh what how can we include people how can we include this marginalized supposed marginalized people and not offend anyone comedy comes from truth comedy comes from honesty and you know it's either either everyone's protected or no one is protected. I don't me personally when it comes to comedy, there's no such thing as punching down. There's no such thing as punching up. It's either funny or it isn't. And honestly, that also is subjective because some people have different types of humor. Some people find different things funny. When like and then you're attacking Monty Python which is a classic, uh, a legendary institution. Uh, the life of Bron- Monty Python uh, and the Flying Circus. I mean, at the time, what? At, at, at that time, how many how many people of color were in England that would have been part of that crew, or would have been would have been part of that crew? Probably not a lot. <laughs> Okay, if you're going to assemble a uh, a team, now it's not going to be six uh six Oxbridge white blokes, blokes. Allen said in June, it's going to be a diverse range of people who reflect the modern world, and I think we've heard the the metropolitan. Educa- educated experience. Uh, wait, and I think we've heard the metropolitan educated experience. He uh, contri- continued. I think it's about how original a voice you have over the over what school you went to. At the time, Monty Python star John Cleese, not for not one for political correctness. Immediately leaped to the um, the franchise's defense on Twitter. He tweeted, "BBC head of comedy puts Monty Python's lack of originality down to surf uh, to uh, surfeit to a surfeit of education and racist racist bias. Unfair." We were remarkably diverse for our time. We had three, <laughs> three grammar schoolboys, one, pro, uh, one, uh, one a pro, uh, poo, a poof, one a poof, and uh, Gilliam, through not actually black, was a Yank, and no slave owners, <laughs> and no slave. Owners. Speaking, uh, speaking at the Carlovy uh, Vary Film Festival in Czech Republic, Terry Gilliam prompted prompted his troll factor to eleven when he lampooned the politically correct uh, backlash by declaring himself a black lesbian. 
It's like, no, 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 you're not going to phase us. I love them guys. They're like, no, no, you're not going to phase us. Go fuck yourselves. Like, I'm pretty sure there were like no black people with no black people, no Indians, no what at that time that would have been interested in joining Mindy Python or probably, you know, honestly, they were probably made. They were probably best friends. I, I don't I'm not too familiar with the gearheads know that some projects need so many parts. It feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. With the history of Monty Python, I just remember uh, the quest, the quest for the uh, Holy Grail, which is a cla- which is a classic movie, by the way, a very funny movie. <laughs> like it's nearly a flesh wound. Oh, the holy hand grenade. You know, it's... But, you know, you have these people that keep attacking, attacking, attacking. They want to tear down everything. Everything is racist. Everything, everything is wrong. You try and you're trying to find something wrong in in something that isn't wrong. That there was nothing wrong. There was nothing racist. Nothing. It's like you want to vert. It's more like it's more fucking virtual signaling. You want to look. Oh well, we're actually doing something. We care. You know, and and honestly, it comes down to no, you don't care. You're just trying to make keep you know protect your paycheck. And I get it. You you wanna you don't wanna go, you know, suck dick on the street corner, you know. But how's about you fucking create something, create something that's good and that everyone that will like. And then make it as diverse as you want. Do whatever you want with something new. Instead of going back in time. And trying to punish people. For shit that was revolutionary back then. It's like they weren't hurting anybody. When 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 have they freaking disrespected black people? What are you going to do? Hop in the fucking time machine and be like, "Hey guys, um, here you need a black person. You're gonna put a black person. You're gonna put whoever in the group. Or after the fact, what? You're gonna go on your computer and turn John John Cleese black digitally? How's that gonna fucking work out? How's that gonna fuck up the jokes? And I mean, that's the thing, though. Why aren't these people fucking original? They always want to take classics and fuck it up. They want to come in after the fact and fuck it up. They never want to create anything new. They don't want to, they can't I, I don't think they could be fucking original. I don't think there will ever be a group as funny as Monty Python. Anyways, moving on. Oh man. Oh wow. Um hmm. Fuck it, I'm skipping that one. Uh, let's um 
Honestly, let's take a quick break, and I'm going to try to call Franklin and see if he wants to come on. Uh, I'm going to play Section 8 Cartel with their song... Um, I found what I needed.
That was Section 8 Cartel with their song, I Found What I Needed. Check them out. Just Google Section, the number 8 Cartel. They are fantastic. In fact, I, I love watching them live. Um, I hope they start performing again soon. But, hey, you go, you find them. They're on uh, Facebook. So, anyways, um, let me get Franklin Gonzalez on the line right now. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. So I like I want to get him on here because he is a member of the Young Republicans here in New York. Calling him now. Pick up. Pick up. All right. Live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Alrighty, okay, call again. Okay, Frankie, Frank, yo, Frank. Hello. Hey, Frank. What's up? Hey, Lou. How's everything? Hey, everything's cool. You're you're on live on the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I wanted to get you on because you are a member of the Young Republicans here in New York. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I definitely wanted to get you on because I wanted to talk about this Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez nonsense. Okay, yeah, definitely we can talk about that. Yeah. Big topic. Yes, it is. It is. Um, Because, like, look, I mean, some stuff came out. I did, I did some research. Mm-hmm. Yep, you hear the paper. I, I did some. I did some research. Um, <laughs> in fact, here let me read some stuff about it, and uh, I get you, get your get your take on it. Alexandra okay, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez shook the political world with her surprise primary victory over Democrat Republican Joe Crowley in New York's 14th congressional district. Despite being heavily outspent, the first-time candidate was able to oust Crowley, who has served the con- uh, in Congress since 1999 and is the fourth most powerful House Democrat. More notable than her, uh, more notable than her young age, she is only 28 years old. Is her political ideology? Ocasio Cortez identified as a democratic socialist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy how far the left has gone. Um, socialism is now infected, and I say infected because you know a mm-hmm. virus. It's yeah. a virus. Communism is just a step away from socialism. I mean, yeah. Socialism, socialism is, is a step a, away, yeah step away from communism, yeah. and it's infected the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh, it's a sad. It's a sad sight to see. Um, that you know it started with Bernie Sanders. He came out as a democratic socialist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's just, it's insane. Um, I'm completely against it. I'm completely against her candidacy. Unfortunately, you know, she's a Latina. Um, it sucks that, you know, she is, you know, a Latina and, uh, is using that identity politics thing to yeah. get that support from the, the white liberals and, you know, the whole Democratic Party. And they're actually encouraging her, you know, encouraging her to continue that type of rhetoric and calling her the future of the Democratic Party. Well, that's the future then. I'm sorry to say this, but the Democrat Party is going to collapse on its own because, you know, six, we have 65 million patriots that voted for Trump. 
mm-hmm. and they're completely against that because they understand and these 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 people these patriots, sixty five million of them mm-hmm. are very well aware of the downfalls of socialism and how many people have died. Millions have died. Right. Due to socialism and communism. Of course, you know that. I know that. Um, but like, and, and you mentioned identity politics. And it's something that they use against, you know, that you probably gotten it. I know I've gotten it. Like, you know, you know, people, people probably, I mean, let me know if people told you this, but you're Hispanic. How can you be for Trump? Have you, have you ever gotten that line? Bro, I've gotten that line so many times. I've gotten into almost fights. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Between people. Yeah. I mean, people have come up to me just because I wear the red hat, try to start a fight with me. And, you know, I calm them down. I put them down in their place and I tell them, look. Dude, you're completely nonsensical for for thinking that I have to be a Democrat just because I'm a Latino. That's insane. Why should we be, you know, put in a box where only Latinos uh, and and then blacks have to be Democrat? You know, there's no no other alternative way of thinking. And I'm just an independent. You yeah. know, I lean more conservative. I have more conservative views, mm-hmm. but I'm an independent thinker. You know, I'm yeah. um, I'm very you know for limited government. I want to make sure that we stop this virus of socialism, democratic socialism, and communism that's starting to affect the whole the whole country. Yeah, and, and the Democrat Party, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to um, happen if we don't if we don't do what, what needs to happen. And that's by volunteering, by getting involved in campaigns, by helping out our local politicians, because that's where it really matters. It really matters the most mm. with our local politicians. Um, getting involved in campaigns is one of the most effective ways. I mean. Say what you want about Alexandra Cortez. She has a lot of like people very engaged, and she harped on the whole Bernie uh, Bernie Sanders crowd. You know, they're radicals. Like, she harped on the radicals. Why isn't the Republican Party doing that? Why mm-hmm. are they, you know, not getting Trump supporters and you know getting that base active? You know, what I mean, that's the GOP. You know, I not have my own beef with the GOP, and right. um, they know I don't like them. Uh, I don't like the way that they do things. Some of them are doing things okay. Others, you know, they're, they're not doing their job. But and I, and I call out everybody. Yeah. You know, um, if I see something that's not going well, I mean, look, look what happened. Joe Crowley gets destroyed by not like a, a few points. You know, like. It's a couple thousand voters, you know, and it was a low turnout, but still, for a very senior level, the Democrat to lose that race just like that, and having almost raised four million dollars, and she only had like three hundred thousand. That says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you got like this. You um, this next point, like um. This is from this is from the article from the Daily Caller, uh, from abolishing immigration and uh, customs enforcement to denouncing Israel. Which I was having a, a talk with my you know with my best friend who's Jewish, mm. and it seems like a lot of these leftists are a bunch of anti Semites. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, she has a lot of friends who are who are anti. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about Alexandria Cortez. She has mm-hmm. a lot of anti-Semitic friends. She tried to denounce one that she took a picture with at her at her victory party. Mm-hmm. That um that she's friends with uh one like one a lot of them are like heads of the Democratic <laughs> Party that 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 she's friends with that are a bunch of dirty anti-Semites. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And I mean, it's like, 
I'm I'm for Israel and I support the Jewish uh, the Jewish state. Uh, I support Jew, Jewish people. You know, I love them. Um, they're really great, great people. Uh, I have nothing against anybody in you know, any other state. But the fact that she's not, you know, disavowing people like that, not you know, calling it out and going against one of our greatest allies in the Middle East, you know, that's just that's just, it shows you right there. And yeah. she's going to isolate a lot of people with, by doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, just some of her policies. Let's talk about policy. Let's talk about what she's actually planning to do, mm-hmm. because that's what it comes down to. And with this whole so- democratic socialism, which is basically just socialism leading up to communism. She wants to get free everything. You get free college. You know, you get free everything that she she promises is just like who? Where's the money coming from? Oh, it's kind of pay for it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because here's another point. Um, you know, she the money's gonna be coming from raising business taxes. Is like she's gonna she's gonna hike them up. Well, she wants to hike up hike them up. But the funny thing was when she was a business owner, she complained about the taxes being too high. When <laughs> she when she when she owned a publishing company in the Bronx, she even she spoke she would speak out against business taxes, saying, "Oh." Uh, it's hard for startups to make a profit within their first year because of taxes, you know, taxes <laughs> need to be cut. And now, now that she, she's gonna, you know, she's in line to get like a $175,000 a year job. If she gets elected, you know, now she yeah. wants to, now she wants to jack up the, <laughs> uh, jack up the taxes for people who, who create jobs. She's an idiot. She's yeah. a complete bullshitter. I mean, look, oh no, she, she from, yeah, she's very from like from what I see, she's claiming that more people need economics degree. The only person that should really review her economics degree is herself, because for her to, you know, actually want to support socialism and raising taxes and thinking that that's the way to go forward mm. with the economy is completely preposterous and a complete lie to the people. And she's basically harping on people's ignorance. On economics, on basic economics, where is the money going to come from? From all these programs that she's trying to do, yeah, it's going to come from the people. People are going to get taxed higher, and she's only doing this because only the most ignorant people that you know don't really know too much about it are going to fall for it. Oh yeah. And once we speak to these people and we tell them, look, this is what's really going down. You're going to get taxed. They're going to completely turn on her. This is this is the same type of politics that happens in Latin America. This is how they do it. This is how it starts. Socialism starts by offering free things mm. and then taxing everybody else, the working class, the middle, uh, you know, middle income Americans, you know, people that are, you know, have their small businesses like herself that she tried to, you know, defame and drop the sources. Let people know. Put the sources down. Let let's see these articles where she was actually complaining about this type of stuff. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about that, so I can't verify. I mean, you have the sources. Let the people know so we can check it out. And we can call her a complete liar because she's, right. she's just bullshitting at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, she, when, she was a bar t- when she was a bartender last year, this is from another article from the Daily... I heard that one, yeah. Yeah, when she was an article in the Daily Caller back in 20... And the Daily Carter uh, in 2017, she was a uh, she was bartending, and she earned. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. 
Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Um, $560 worth of tips, and when it came time to split it with the... With the <laughs> With the uh, waitress, she only gave the waitress fucking fifty bucks. Wow! <laughs> so she even 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 she doesn't believe in redistribution of wealth. She just wants a higher paycheck. She has nothing going for herself, so she went into politics doing that. That's mm-hmm. all the, the only reason she's doing this. And you know she's popular. She got the whole feminist angle. She's got the whole. Um, you know, woman card being used for her, you know, advantage she, she, and getting she, people riled up. Yeah, you know, and she's Kurt, same, a good speaker. I don't, I don't know. She got so, them crazy eyes. That's that's why she. <laughs> she got them crazy eyes. I don't she know. Do. She do. She got some. Cra- I mean, she's probably. You know, she, she's, she's probably. Like, oh, Trump! Trump's not going to be able to. Trump's not going to be able to deal with a girl from the BX. I'm like, you're such a corny. <laughs> like really. Um. Like, uh, no. 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 You know what? Let's let's really be real. Um, as speaking as speaking as a Bronx? Brooklyn speaking as a Brooklyn boy, I can handle a girl from the Bronx real easy. <laughs> when I call a a, 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 a good a good a good a good cocotazo and they fucking they fucking relax real quick. <laughs> yeah, the BX talks so much nonsense, man. Like, no, I, don't I mean know what they're seriously, going she wants to shut down ICE. Honestly. After after this whole after that poor kid uh, that junior got freaking stabbed up in the Bronx, I think we need more ice. Yeah. We think I think we need more ice and put a fucking office in the Bronx. Put a whole big ass office in the Bronx and <laughs> and just and just have them clean up all them all them freaking uh, uh, tenetarios, uh Latin Kings, whatever whatever freaking. Foreign ass like fucking uh, uh, gangs that are there that are hiding up o- over there. She wants to turn. Bruh, the- she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah. with this whole abolish ice. All these politicians that are saying this, we don't need your sympathy, bro. We need security. We need more police. We need more ice because ice actually takes care of the drug smugglers. They take care of the child sex traffickers. When she says abolish ice, she's basically. Helping out the cartels. Yeah. She's helping out all these people that are involved in drug trafficking and all these people that are just breaking the law and, and flooding the, the borders. We should not be encouraging Latinos to do illegal activities, to cross the border illegally. We should be encouraging them to, you know, go through the immigration process yeah. legally. We should be encouraging that. No one's calling her out on that BS. And she gotta like she has to listen up. Well, here's the here's the thing. Everybody, here's here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you watch Steven Crowder, um, yeah. But he did this thing called "Change My Minds, Build the Wall," and there was this there was this lady who is a legal who was a legal immigrant. She came in here legally, mm. and she started complaining on how she she does not feel safe because of the illegals in her neighborhood, and she can't. She's afraid to go to the police. Not because she's afraid of getting deported, she's afraid of the backlash from the illegal immigrants in her neighborhood. And she even asked mm-hmm. them. She they had to blur out her face, and she had to ask them. She asked him, "How how do I how do I report them?" 
<laughs> how do I report them? I mean, you got you know because, and I say this is because that's the argument that for the argument for sanctuary cities that if they're afraid, mm. if people are afraid of of being deported, they won't they won't um they won't report crime. No bullshit. <laughs> They won't report crime right. because they're afraid of getting get, catching it from other illegals. I right. mean, it's yeah, like yeah, exactly like, like this whole the, the whole Latino culture needs to be changed within this you know upcoming two years that we have right now going on into 2018, 2019. It's going to change. All that's going to change because more facts are coming out. You know, Hispanic approval is actually going up after the whole separation of families and all this nonsense that was going on there. Like, bruh, if you Cross the border illegally, you're committing a crime. Yeah. Whether you could be the greatest, you know, person in the world, you know, you're, you're escaping poverty, and I get that. It's okay, not I even. Get the whole, I was I on this. That. I was on this leftist um, podcast yesterday. I'm um, not yesterday. Last week, and they were like, of course, they use the the the, the left likes to use the the smallest. Emotions. The smallest like percentage. Oh, what about the women that are coming here for asylum? I'm like, okay, what are the numbers of the people coming for asylum? And even if that is true, they still need to go through a process. Yeah. And a lot of times, hey, what if they're lying? What if they're lying? What if what if they're coming here because you know they they want to jump the line? There there has to be a certain procedure, and certain procedures have to take place. And the fact that like this law had that law separating families has been here since what the Clinton mm-hmm. era. Yeah. You know, and, and then and then freaking uh, Obama talked about it. Talked about well, if you're gonna come in legally, you we have to we're gonna have to separate your kids. Even he talked about it. Yet yet no one no one calls him out on yeah. it. But the moment Trump Trump starts following the law like a president, the moment he starts following the law. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's Trump's zero policy. No, it's the United States of America's zero policy. He, you're, he's just the one that's been following the fucking law. How long? How long are we supposed to let the door open? And then you got these leftists that, oh, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be nations. There shouldn't be this. There shouldn't be that. Okay, how many? How many of these fucking um, uh, illegals are they housing, clothing, and and, and providing jobs for? <laughs> Zero. They're yeah. not really interested in that. They all they want is to manipulate the votes. Yeah. They want to use us as pawns. That's what they want to do. They think we're that stupid. Well, guess what, Democrats? We're not stupid. Because we got po- podcasts like Louis. We got other shows. Then we got the RNHA now. We got you know a lot of organizations that are looking to help out Hispanics and get their voice out. We have leaders. We are getting the message out right now, and people are going to start waking up and seeing that. Hey. It's not what the Democrats are saying. It's not, you know, the whole narrative they're pushing. It's actually completely different. It's the complete opposite. You know, Latino Americans, we want security. We want ICE. We want to make sure that our families are safe. You know, we know that, you know, they, that uh, immigrants are coming from their, their home countries and it's, it's, it's messed up. You know, we get it. We get it. But listen, we also have our country here. We're loyal to this country. We have an elect- allegiance. We pledge allegiance to this flag, the red, white, and blue. That's our country because that's the country that's given us every single thing that we have. Yeah. Our language, our culture, our ideologies, you know, our capitalism, everything that we have today that we have, these, these podcasts that we do, these shows, these, everything 
is because of America. Mm-hmm. They don't have that in Mexico, in Latin America, Ecuador, whatever. They don't have it over there. They, it's it's not it's not like the way it is here. They yeah, and if you guys come and if you guys come here, speak uh, speak English, please. <laughs> like, look, I'm sorry, inside joke. We, inside we, encu- joke. we encourage them. We encourage you know all Latino Americans to speak English. We encourage everyone to you know get to get more involved. You know, there's certain ways to do it, um, but we have to assimilate. We have to you know get used to the culture, and we have to stop this whole lawlessness because that's what we're bringing from Latin America, and it's not going to go down like this, especially with a president like Trump. That's our president. That's mm. who. That's who we voted for. Like I voted for him. Millions of Latinos voted for him. We know that with him, he tells it like it is. And he makes sure that his promises are kept. And that's why the RNHA, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly, is going to support President Trump in 2020. And we're going to make sure that just like Candace Owens is having her, you know, a black conservative, having a black exit from the Democrat Party, we're also going to have a brown exit. From the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. Latinos are going to soon start waking up and exiting and walking away from the Democrat Party because they're tired of this nonsense. I'm so mad that we got people like Kino Jimenez and George Lopez. Did you see George Lopez was peeing on Donald Trump's star on Hollywood? Right. Literally, that like, came out. It's disgusting. Honestly, he and it like, was like he used to be funny. He's such a loser. Like he used to be funny, loser. but it's like. I mean, like, look, we're talking about a guy that took his wife's kidney and cheated on her with a hooker. Like, like, really, motherfucker? He's disgusting. Really, motherfucker? He's you can't disgusting. talk. You can't talk. That's the type of leaders that we have, Louis. That's the type of leaders that we don't want. That's the reason why the Latino culture in America is, like, so messed up, and it's on the Democrat side, because the Democrats are messed up, and they're hypocritical. That's the type of leaders that we have, and we got to get these leaders away. And just ignore them because we don't need people like that. Right. Who wants to look up to a guy like George? Dude, how old are you? You're like 50 years old acting like a little kid peeing on the star. Like, do you have nothing better to do? Like, you have money. And look, and he does messed up things like that. So that tells you a lot about his character. Peeing on the, on the star of Donald J. Trump. Cheating on his wife after she gave him his kidney. He's a disgrace. He's a disgrace to the community. I'm ashamed that he's actually, you know, claiming that, oh, he's and all this and he's the Latino boy bro get the hell away from us like you, you do not represent us you are nobody like you have you you had your moment you had your shine and nobody likes you now because you're completely garbage oh here is, that's word. is and, the video is the now, video now he actually now he can actually like say that's a reason to block me because he actually blocked me on on Twitter I never said anything about him but he can go ahead now you got a reason to block me I don't like you mm. I mean, eh, well, I mean, he doesn't like other other Hispanic comics, anyways, except for Cheech Marin. So he's a loser. Yeah, he's a complete loser. I mean, he he's one of those crabs in the bucket, uh, Latinos that doesn't want nobody else to succeed except himself. Why do you think there's no more Latino comedians out there really doing it? Except um, Gabriel Iglesias. Now he's a cool guy. Gabriel is a cool guy. Like, he's actually like he did his own thing, and he's very like chill. Yeah. George Lopez, I've heard so many stories about him. I got people within the circle that say he's just worse. He's horrible. Well, you know, support me because I, I'm putting myself out there. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro, God, do your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing so, your podcast. But you um, support people out there. You know, it, it, it's just it's just amazing because I mean, 
I mean, I, I and I try to educate my own people about about you know all these like entitlement programs. I mean, like socialism, uh, and and this brings me up to the next topic. Socialism seems like what it would feel like if you had a boyfriend uh, who lived with uh, with no job, living with you in your place, uh, doesn't cook or clean, ask you for money to buy you gifts, but brings back uh, cheap shit. While spending your money on his side, bitch. That's basically what socialism is. <laughs> Either that or Jovi Val. Pretty much. Um, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Oh, I got it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Let me stop. <laughs> oh man, Damn, bro. <laughs> Just why you think? I, why you think I, I made another reference? Like speak English only. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Like Jesus, but yeah, man. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate the time uh, on your podcast, bro. I really, I really like, uh, you know, talking about these type of things because we need to wake the people up. You know, what you're doing is good. We need more, more podcasters out there, and I hope a lot of success to you and your show, and you get more people, you know, engaged and let them know, like, let them know about the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. People are looking to join. Just look us up on Facebook, the RNA chain. Well, yeah, I mean, on Twitter. Yeah, I mean the the one person the one person I'm supporting for governor uh, uh, this year is Larry Sharp. If I mean he's okay. he, he's uh, he's the liber- he's a libertarian, but I, I think we do. I, I think we need we need more libertarian libertarian Republicans just to to finally shake shit up because the Demo- like I, it just amazes me how the democrat party has such a stranglehold here in new york city and it just it's not working it's not working well, it, it like what i fear is because i i look at this all the time i'm monitoring the west coast and people like antifa and and, and other mm-hmm. le- leftists and marxists they're they're getting more and more violent over there, and it's only mm-hmm. a matter of time before they start getting more and more violent over here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, luckily, you know, and they 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 have control of, of the government. And I keep I keep mm-hmm. trying to get people like, hey, like like what you do, start start working within the government and start helping these people get out there. <laughs> Perhaps you know. Perhaps get some put out some tables in front of, like, like like how like how the gay people do. Like how they try to indoctrinate children. Yeah, yeah. How they try to indoctrinate children. Hey, why don't we put tables in front of high schools and try to get these kids excited about capitalism? Get them excited. Like, hey, right. you work hard. You 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 have you you work hard at whatever you want to do. You make some money and you keep what you earn. I mean, if you exactly. say it That's like that, dream. you keep what you earn. It's like, you know, the, the, when it comes to like socialism, it's more like, um, and I said this on the pot on, on that podcast that leftist podcast last week. Like, I have faith in myself that I'm going to be a success someday. And the last thing I want to mm. do is lose half my paycheck to. For, to pay for someone else who isn't who doesn't want to work who isn't going to put in and they're like oh well that's not how that's gonna work uh, socialism is about you know taking is about uh, um, taking over the means of production and all that okay so you mean to tell me you you, you want to steal 
someone else's business because you feel that you're looking at his plate. But you don't understand that that business owner probably put in uh, put in his um made an investment. He put in the sweat equity to grow it to create those jobs. Those like people people that earn a paycheck, people that earn a paycheck, they're not putting in the risk to grow the business. They're not mm-hmm. put, they're, they're they're getting paid up front. The business owner gets paid on the back end. That's just how it that's how it works. If you if you want to get rich or if you want to be successful, yep. you have to put in the work and the risk. And and mm-hmm. and if you put it and if you do the right thing, then boom, you make money. You make profit and then you're able to to do things. And and that's and that's what that that and it just I keep saying that's what pisses me off a lot. But what grinds my gears, <laughs> what that and that's what grind and that's what pisses me off really is you got these lazy motherfuckers. Like look, I I and and, and you know where I work, I have people that are like oh I I got I got four thousand dollars back from the government. I'm like back. What do you mean back? You don't work. How you get something back that you didn't put in? <laughs> Oh well, I got kid. I got kids. Yeah, but still, you get everything given to you. How are you getting something back that you didn't put in? You get you get food stamps. You get cash assistance. You get uh, you get a uh, 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 free trips, free free childcare. Yet you're getting four grand back in taxes. Me, I only got fifty bucks because I worked <laughs> two jobs and I have no dependents. Right. Oh man. <laughs> and, you know, and going going back to the whole, you know, why it's so difficult in New York is very simple because mm-hmm. you know, me coming, I come from a different like background. Um, first of all, I'm not rich. Uh, yeah. I'm not, you know, some you know, spoiled little rich kid uh, that has like connections like a whole bunch of people. I had to make those connections. No trust funds. I started off in the. Yeah, no trust funds. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, I had to make those connections myself, grinding, hustling. You know, I started off in the grassroots and the rallies. You saw me. Yeah, yeah. You saw me in the rallies. Everybody everybody knows. I started in the rallies, just going there, attending, meeting people, connecting that way, networking. Networking is the best thing to ever, ever do, and volunteering. You volunteer, you meet so many people, or so many doors open for you. But here's, here's the thing about New York City. Mm-hmm. The unspoken, the unholy alliance is basically the Democrats and Republicans are sleeping together mm-hmm. in New York City, in New York State. What happened is the unholy alliance is Republicans get the upstate, Democrats get the cities, the inner cities. And that's how they're they're cutting deals behind the gates. Hmm. So that's why it's messed up in New York. And that's how it is in other other states like, you know, California and places like that. Like there's an unholy alliance, especially in New York, where it's like Democrats agreed, all right, we'll let you get guys have the upstate because, you know, whatever, we don't care about that. We'll take the city. And then they've been doing it for decades like that. Because, you know, New York, New York has been blue for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, you know, here and there we get, like, a Republican governor or mayor. But it doesn't last that long because the Democrats have such a stranglehold in New York. But all of that can change if we start getting the people engaged. If we start getting the people involved. You know, people are, right now they're out there petitioning. Right now they're actually, you know, getting the signatures. They're, you know, volunteering for the campaigns. All of this is great stuff because 
It was actually fun. I went petitioning, knocking on doors, asking people if they're there, you know, if they're registered or not, if they're voting for this person. It's it's good. You go with a, one of your friends and, you know, you take mm-hmm. out the whole block, get these names out there, you get these positions. This is how we start working. But people got to, like, get active. You know, like, I, I am, like, a man of action. Like, I don't just stick to just making live streams and, you know, likes on Facebook and posts, posting things all day. I go out there on the streets and I do it. And so how I, do and I, and I experienced it? How do people get involved? Come come to any organization that's a GOP event. You meet people there. Go to the networking events. Uh, you can also hit me up. I'm the New York State Chairman of the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. Uh, we focus on you know getting Hispanics active and just patriots getting. We mostly have a lot of like MAGA patriots, like Make America Great Again patriots. Mm-hmm. They're part of the Hispanic Assembly. They're white, black, Asian, Indian, like everybody comes into the into the organization. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We're doing like a lot of great hits right now. Like we get we're getting a lot of like people engaged on Facebook. And it's like it's blowing up, you know. Yesterday we got like 500 likes. Now it's like 800. We're about to get like a thousand by the end of the week. Um, it's mm-hmm. gr- it's growing, it's growing, and we also got other pages for Republicans. So there's an engagement happening right now. It's the best time to get involved. Volunteer, just just hit me up. You know, I'm Frank Gonzalez, uh, Franklin Gonzalez on on Facebook. You can call me Frank, but just find me there, and, and you know, I get I'll introduce you to all these people because that's how you start, you know, making these great connections, and hopefully, you know. I see more people getting involved. We're trying to get like on Fox and like on other networks and things like that. So we're, you're going to see me there eventually. So, yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, so uh, ah, goodness. I'd like to thank you for coming on. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I titled this show "Know Your Enemy." Who who are the enemies that who who you think the enemies are right now? Besides 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 um Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> I mean, we have enemies on all fronts, bro. I mean, we have rhinos. Probably mm-hmm. the worst ones are the rhinos. The Republicans in name only. These are these Republicans that are, you know, in positions of power, in positions of leadership, like they're chairmen of so-and-so, chairmen of, you know, the Brooklyn County, chairmen of you know, Manhattan County or Staten Island, whatever. They got positions of leadership, mm-hmm. which they're very connected with our congressmen, uh, you know, our, our elected officials. And they don't let them engage with Trump supporters, they don't let them engage in them. Obviously the Democrats are our biggest enemy right now. Mm-hmm. Um greatest threat right now is the um Democratic Socialists, these Antifa, these you know, these uh undercover, you know, like socialist communists basically in the Democrat Party that are looking to smear us, looking to fight us, literally. Mm-hmm. Looking to commit violence against us. We have enemies on all fronts, so it's not an easy thing. It's not for the weak weak hearted. You join in. You join in this organization. Like you're gonna get to see a lot of stuff that is gonna wake you up exponentially mm-hmm. to the real realness of, of politics and how like crazy it gets. Like it, I've seen so much, so many things like you would not believe. You know, I've witnessed things um, with in the GOP and from the Democrat side that I'm just like, no wonder. Then you start putting the pieces together, and you're like, wow, this is why New York is blue. This is why it's so blue. Because we got enemies on all sides, bro. And But what we do have, we have a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of heart. We have a lot of great patriots in New York City that are just, you know, just they're, they're just waiting. They're waiting for those leaders. They're waiting for the team to come out and just be like, look, we're here. 
and we're going to make a difference and we're going to get things done and we will and it's coming so there's a red wave coming oh yeah definitely there's going to be a lot of surprises coming in uh, the midterm elections on November 6th November 6th don't forget that guys go out there and vote get out the vote yeah. who who are the candidates uh, here in New York who uh, we should be supporting coming in November definitely supporting um well, we have to support Mark Molinaro because he's our governor, uh, our candidate for governor right now. I would just say, I know you're a libertarian, you got your own, you know, party, but that's just me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to support um, Mark Molinaro. Um, <clears throat> we the definitely the Patriots, the MAGA candidates, Dabby Carreras for um, state assembly, and Vicky Palladino right now. She is one of the most toughest, you know, uh, women women that I've ever encountered. She's amazing she's a great speaker and she's very very smart and she's very um very very uh and like ambitious and passionate about the whole movement she has uh, like a lot of balls that you know some of these guys out here in in politics have no balls at all and it's just amazing to see that definitely check her out vicky paladina shout out to vicky is there any like any way any uh plans to start uh cleaning up uh city council Oh yeah, I mean that's definitely coming. We're, we're we're focusing on state assembly right now, focusing on uh, Senate. So a lot of things. City council, you're next because <laughs> there's a lot of candidates out there that are gonna come out, and we're looking to take some seats back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, there was uh like I've had some libertarian candidates on last year, um, and we had some that were talking about getting rid of the whole. Um, I had this one candidate that he wanted to get rid of the uh, the whole um, uh, 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 borough president office mm-hmm. because that that just seems like a waste of time, a waste of money. The whole borough president and that mm-hmm. and that the Democrats use that as a springboard to get to like the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, liberty. I work with libertarians. I have um. Shout out to Pat Hahn. Like he's also running. He's a libertarian candidate, mm-hmm. but you know, and he's running up against like Sharpar and everything. But like, look, I like him. I know the guy. I met him. Really, he's really cool, really chill guy. Um, shout out to Tom as well because that's his manager. Um, mm-hmm. He like they're they're great people, but we're already talking about you know the next steps. Like you know, we have to get libertarians you know on our side. Like like look at Rand Paul. He's yeah. the greatest libertarian Republican that uh, the party has out there, right? Mm-hmm. We can get more Rand Pauls elected. We can get more Rand Pauls to help out. I mean, like, he does an amazing job. He's done so much for the libertarian movement. Like, he's a superstar, right, on the libertarian side. We need more people like that. Mm-hmm. We need more of the Freedom Caucus. We need more people that are going to support our president. Um, but most importantly, be independent and standing up for, you know, the Constitution. Because that comes above everything else. You know, putting America first. That's, that's, the, that's the motto. So, like, that's what we need to focus on right now and getting more people in power or, uh, you know, really getting aggressive about, you know, petitioning and helping out and volunteering. Number one thing I would say to everyone listening right now, volunteer. You think that you're wasting your time by volunteering, you're not getting paid, you're not getting anything, bro. I know there's one chick. She, um, she's 24 years old. She is chief of staff to Nicole Monitakis' uh, campaign. How are you? And she started off volunteering. Like, how are you? Twenty four, and you're in, you're the chief of staff for Staten Island. Like, mm. Amazing girl. Like, it's crazy what you can accomplish when you're 
when you really want to get involved because volunteering shows you that look, you're more about talking, you're more you're more than just that. You actually want to get in the ground and get your hands dirty and really help out. Volunteering is is one of the best things you can do in politics and is your the best way to get really close uh, with people in very, you know, strong positions of power. I mean, I was talking to Nicole the other day and she's like, We need to get you out there, we need to get you more involved and she was amazing. She was really cool. And I was like, Wow, like we just need to, you know, get more more connected with our with our fellow um, Republicans and Libertarians, and you know, we, we have a, a good thing going. We have a movement growing. <clears throat> All right. Um. So it, that we got. So for governor, we uh, you guys got Mark Molinaro, lieutenant yep. governor. We got Julie Kill- Killian. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. For comptroller, we got Jonathan uh, uh, Trich Trichter. Um, yeah. we got attorney for attorney general. We got Keith Wolford. Um, Me. of course, and we got you for U.S. Senate. We got uh, uh, Chelly Chelly uh Far Farley Chelly Farley yeah Farley okay. Farley yep yeah. So that's that's what we got going. Um, I mean, of course, I'm supporting Larry Larry Sharp. I mean, to me, uh, you know. The more the more liberty we got, the better. I mean, it's just mm. like um, you know, I I, I you know, I, I kind of I, I you know, I always I de- like ever since Rand Paul's dad ran, uh, Ron Paul. Ron yeah, Paul's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta love <laughs> you gotta love Grandpa Ron, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta love, you gotta love Grandpa. Oh, he's man. still doing this thing. Uh, I, I see him on like on these shows, and he's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, people people like oh we you know, we hate Trump. Trump is too abrasive. Well, hey, if you assholes wouldn't wouldn't have been so short sighted and voted for Ron Paul when we had the chance twice. Oh yeah, yeah. We went. He ran. He, yeah, he ran twice. I I yeah. met I met him when uh I met him back in I think uh oh man what was it uh two thousand eight. Right. Um. When he was uh. Well, no. Two thousand seven. When he was being interviewed on The View. Mm-hmm. So like we, I woke up dumb early and it was freaking cold outside. But I, <laughs> I made sure I marched my ass to the studio just to see it. Well, uh, see Ron Paul when he went inside. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's he's really great. I love Ron Paul and Rand Paul. Like, yeah, they're they're like a great great um. I mean great the family. But thing thing is, man, if I was Rand at this point, I would start taking boxing lessons because apparently people keep, <laughs> people keep trying to fuck him up. I'm like, <laughs> I think he stopped the guy, right? He stopped one of the guys, um, or or something like that. Like, but yeah, but he still he got fought, his he rib. Fought. He still got his ribs broken. I was like, fuck. Oh yeah. Like it's like yeah. I forgot the name of this movie, and hopefully somebody will email me and tell me there was this one movie where this guy he was he kept getting attacked by Indians, like they kept using him to like test their strength, and he would like <laughs> like every Indian that came at him he would kill them, and right. like they just kept coming at him like the fuck he'd be like eating he'd be like drinking some water some Indian would come, jump up by the so that's fucking Rand Paul's life right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can see Rand Paul in like uh, what is the, what is those like outfits, the karate outfits, like a black or like a white with a black belt. Like, you know, oh, like, you know I mean? like I can see him in that. Can't you? Like <laughs> I can see him like wearing that 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 dojo. Like what is it? 
a the getup, the whole karate getup. A gi. He looked like the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like honestly, I was walking through. I was walk. I had to go to Staples in uh, Union Square today to get some ink. <laughs> to get some ink for my for my printer. And honestly, you have panhandlers, you have all, you have these fundraisers, and then the Hare Krishnas, all like coming up, coming running up to me, asking me for money. I don't know if you remember this movie called Airplane. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it's it came out like in the late seventies, early eighties, and there was this one part. There's this one scene where uh, Leslie Nielsen is going is trying to run to the run to the plane. And he's going through the terminal, and people keep coming up to him, like trying to stop him, and he just punches them. <laughs> That's what I felt like doing. Cause this one chick, she runs up. She literally runs up to me, very pretty, very attractive. I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna get late. Oh no, you're asking me for money, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't be batting your eyes at me. And she's like, we're trying to save, we're saving endangered species. I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican. We're pretty much endangered. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing for me? <laughs> and I just walked away. And then the Hare Krishna's Hare Hare Krishna, like and, you know, because that's the song they're singing. I'm not trying to be racist, but uh, <laughs> you know, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, I mean, that's the state of New York that that's happening now. You got people just running, rushing up to you, ask, and of course you get the yo, you got any change? I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> like I work two jobs. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, know, it's the homeless problem is ridiculous in New York City. It's just insane. Like, and it was never like this. And here's the thing: they, they like in the shelter system, they are given everything. But the thing mm. is, and like, and, and honestly, you could do, you could get out of the system, and they'll help you if you actually do everything. Yeah, you're gonna have to jump through some hoops. <clears throat> and I say this because because I, you know, I work at a homeless shelter. I I, oh, okay. I I see this. Wow. I see this happen, and you know these people. A lot of these people, they don't want to do all these fucking steps. And I get it. It gets frustrating. I can assume it gets fucking frustrating. Like, oh, I have to go through this. I have to. I have to make sure I go through every appointment. Yeah, but if you do that, you know there there's a chance that you might not need them anymore because you'll have a job, you'll have an apartment, and you'll be mm -hmm. off the government tee. And that's exactly. And honestly, if 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 the if the system, if the homeless system, um, was ran like that, where the uh, where the ultimate goal is getting you off the government teeth as quickly as possible, so that way we could turn around and focus on the crazy motherfuckers on the train pushing people into tracks, or bashing people in the head with with rocks and shit. Like yeah, that, man. You know that's 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 what's going. That's that's what the, you know that what needs to happen. But um, the the fact of the matter is, when it comes to socialism, they're very generous with other people's shit. They never want to put <laughs> their own money where their mouth is. Exactly. It's like, yep. you know. And and, and 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 you know you got you got these people's like oh we need to help these people we need to help them we need to all right. Why don't you pull out a couple bucks? Why don't you set up a, a a charity? Oh, charities suck. Oh, so you want the government 
to point a gun at my head and take money out my check so that way you could feel better about yourself. Exactly. I mean, this is Russia singling and you know, they, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, it wasn't like Marks, uh, was it Marks? He was like, uh, mm. he never had a job or something, right? Wasn't that the whole story? Or Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I think it was something like that. I, I, I forgot his, his, his history, but, um, yeah. he, um, yeah, he, I think he had like funding from like a rich, rich friend of his and together they started the whole concept and oh. idea of just of communism and everything like that. Okay. So I forgot the history. So anyways, uh, I think it's time for us to like, let's, let's end the show cause you're sending me messages. <laughs> Oh yeah, my battery's low, bro. <laughs> my, my battery's low. <laughs> so let me let me let you go before you you die on me. So, um, uh, Frank, yeah. thanks for coming on. You're always welcome to come on if you ever want to come on again. Just let me know, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, we we should do this again. Yeah, you're, you're fantastic. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. You, you too. Have a have a great night. And God bless everybody. Yeah. Right. God bless. Bye. Like to thank everyone for listening today. I hope you guys learned something. Um, we need to get out there and fight. That's the thing. That's you can't just sit on your laurels. You can't run, well let rust on your laurels. You gotta, you gotta, and by laurels, and and I actually looked up that phrase. A laurel is your achievements, your past achievements. So you can't rust on your past achievements to get you through. You gotta keep on working, keep on working, keep on grinding it out. Because it's 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 like that's basically how life is. It's not like what you did. It's what have you done for me lately, and what will you do for me later, or what will you do for me tomorrow? Not what you did for me yesterday. So, anyways, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. This has been the Crotch Shot Radio Show, and as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Help the Crowd Shot Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to Beanie Babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B. And just shop normally, knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. A quarter million Americans die each year from preventable medical error. The pandemic has only made things worse. The new podcast, Up Next for Patient Safety, explores real solutions to make healthcare safer. Listen and subscribe today.